0: We're back, bastards! <laughs> Be a fan, bachelor, find out friends where we talk about movies all day. It's named
1: Woo. Spoilers ahead! Wow, wasn't that cool? So good, so good, so amazing. We love it. Thank you to Antonio for that music. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So. You can find Antonio's links, we'll have them in the description, we'll have them on our Twitter. Uh, they made our fantastic intro music, so go check them out. Go check out the video where they made this. All sorts of amazing stuff. We'll just start this off the brand new way. Hi, I'm Grace. I'm Amy. And welcome to our living room floor, home of the brand new refurbished... Other fancy, exciting adjectives. Sparkly. Sparkly. That's good. (laughs) B-F-A-F. Bachelor of Fine Art Friends. Oh, yeah. Uh, It is the rebrand for this
0: podcast.
1: (laughs) Rebrand. We are old enough for a rebrand now. Can you believe? Season two. Oh, my gosh. Oh, we get to change the little season thing on Anchor now.
0: Yeah, we can type in season two.
1: Season two. Season two. (laughs) Season two. And to kick us off with our season two, we have uh, an episode that we recorded for season one, because why not? Um, (laughs) As some of you may remember, we had last October our spoopy month, and one of the episodes we did was on the video game The Last of Us. Um... When we recorded that episode, we did also record
0: even more than you heard then, which was our predictions for the second game, which was originally supposed to come out in February, and now comes out June 19th, which is just around the
1: corner for us. So, to celebrate, commemorate, really just hype, I'm hype. Hype. We hype. We're hyped. We're so hyped. Uh, We are presenting our predictions a lot of them have been proven wrong by further trailers, reviews, etc. since then. Not even a lot of them, though. Like, we still have a lot of good speculation here that we don't know yet. We don't know. Could be proven wrong. We could be geniuses. Time will tell. Um, but <laughs> Time yes. to find
0: out if the, uh, the loans and the, the, all the uh, debt was worth it or not, and our creative writing degrees have paid off
1: to predict plots. I'm going to say no, <laughs> still. <laughs> Uh, Given Naughty Dog's twist and turning and great narrative skills, I'm going to say no. (laughs) So yes, here is our, here is, here are, our episode of Predicting The Last of Us Part 2 before we get to play the game this Friday, June 19th. And in the next month and a half or so um Mm -hmm. prepare
0: yourselves for our review of the game where we're going to talk about everything we experienced because we're going to play a video game in a timely manner for you and for ourselves so excited i'm so
1: excited (laughs) so without further ado here is from what six months ago yeah more than that from eight months ago our predictions for the last of us part two please enjoy
0: I think this is going to be so... Like, looking at the gameplay mechanics and everything in the gameplay trailer, like, this is going to be a, like, a game changer of a game because, like, they're talking about the mechanic of, like, you will have an arrow stuck in you. Well, Ellie will have an arrow stuck in her. And you can continue to play with the arrow there. But if you take the arrow out then you stop losing your health or, and energy as fast. Like, mm-hmm. that's so interesting. Yeah, and, and it's, so like, it cool. affects your
1: aim and, like, the way you move mm. and stuff like that. Like, you'll
0: have more sway, I bet, if the arrow's in you oh, still. Oh, yeah. And, like, that's such or, a cool Or, like, concept. you can't switch
1: shoulders to shoot. Um, also, the thing where you're talking about, like, uh, environmental kills and, like, just the way they're talking about how, like, she, the way she's gonna, like, dodge weapons and stuff will change depending on the weapon and where she is. And that's definitely going to happen with the melee as well.
0: Yeah. Oh, God. The gameplay looks so good. And the fact that you can, like, crawl under cars, go flat on your belly. And then when yeah. you're flat under your belly, you can still shoot a gun. Like, it gives you so many good mechanics to... It's like... It makes me think of how, like, the first time I ever saw Assassin's Creed gameplay, I was like holy shit, what kind of button combos is that person pushing? Because you don't realize that it's just hit a button and they do parkour. Mm -hmm. And, like, this game, watching the gameplay, originally I was like, okay, but, like, they're not actually doing all of that. Some of it is, like, the game on its own is doing that. And then we watched the video where they were talking about the gameplay and the fact that, like, You hit a button to do all of those things. And it's not going to be like a crazy button smash of combos. No, it's going to be like, dodge, dodge, dodge,
1: dodge. Oh, thank God I got it.
0: Right. It's going to be like, oh, dodge, like melee, shoot. And then if there's an arrow in you, you can also hit this button to pull it out. But the fluidity with which all of that goes together mm-hmm. and the way that the programming works so that you can do any of those things under any circumstances and it will flow naturally with how you've, like, positioned or left Ellie prior to hitting that button is what, like, made me think that it wasn't actually, the ca- like, the person controlling the character making those decisions yeah. and doing those things.
1: I'm really excited to see, like, because there's gonna be so much, like, even, um I guess it's gonna be, like, the same amount, like, almost the same amount of buttons and options in the first game, just, like, a couple more, like, add a dodge and add part of a heal or something like that. So I don't think it's going to be, like, overly complex, but because there's so many different options and so many, like, do, like, in that one bit, um, it's like, do I go into the truck? Do I stay in the long grass? Do I sneak up on this person? Do I go around and get that person? Mm -hmm. It's, for being a game that's probably not going to be open world, although I do have a theory on that, um probably not going to be open world it's gonna have like the same thing where like if you watch a red dead redemption 2 video everyone does everything a little bit differently because mm-hmm. it's so massive and there's so many different options you can do so you can right. watch the same combat sequence a million different times because there's so many different ways to go do that combat sequence right
0: and like with red dead i've watched videos where it's like different people taking out the same like gang base mm-hmm And there's so many ways, and not just stealth or full throttle, like, run into the middle of things. It's not even, like, uh, that kind of difference in gameplay, but just how each person remembers their options differently. Like, some people, like, go to the bow and arrow first. Some people are going to go to a brick first. Um... You know, like, what people choose as their, like... Each person has their own core mechanic that they default to. Like, how we got to the point where, like, I'd remind you of, like, the bombs sometimes. Because you were ready to take out each zombie individually very stealthily. Yeah. And I was like, no, throw a Molotov. Right. (laughs) Because they're all close together. It's like each person's brain remembers something different first. And that totally affects how you go into a combat. And so it's going to be so interesting to watch everybody use all of these like, new mechanics and all of the new interactions you can have with the environment to take every scene in a 100% different way than everybody else. Yeah.
1: Well, and if you add, like, the different enemy AI to that, it'll be like, oh, we're going under the truck worked for me to go do that, and then someone will find you under the truck and you'll be like, motherfucker. But, um, mm-hmm. like, that, yeah, like, the different ways, like, is a dog gonna be here, or is this AI gonna turn this way or that way, like, what's gonna happen. Like, it's gonna be so interesting, mm-hmm. which will make it harder well, to play.
0: Well, and also they said how you're gonna be able to hear sometimes like, the enemies verbally communicating, so okay. you'll be able to just hear them say, like, go search that room, and then they actually go search that room, But well, that doesn't always happen in the first game.
1: Yeah, you can hear them be like, go that way. They do have conversations with each other, but they're also talking about how, like, a lot of the random enemies are gonna have names, and they're gonna cry out to each other when they die, and like, stuff like that. And I've never seen one where just like the random guards or enemies or whatever you're encountering have names. It's always just like guard or like region guard or something like that.
0: Right. And so I think a large part of The Last of Us 2 that's going to be the difference from the first game is going to be that you're supposed to feel the futility of everybody in this world. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's like almost that they're going to make you go back and regret even more that Joel didn't let there possibly be an end to this. God, I, like, that's... it's going to make you feel what Ellie does, where she's conscious this whole time of the fact that, like, this reality didn't have to be what she's experiencing right now. She could have yeah. been in a reality where there's not zombies anymore and society has regrown. And so they're going to make you feel that because you're going to feel... The fact that you are killing people who have friends and families and dogs,
1: mm-hmm. oh god, yeah, the dogs,
0: and that's why I think why they're doing it.
1: And I that think that's, makes, oh, yeah, because I can't really see how it's going to piece together from the first game, other than like they're in the same world and they're back at Tommy's place. Like I don't think there's going to be that much tie-in. I really Mm-mm. don't think the Fireflies are going to take have a role in this at all. One. One of their leaders is dead.
0: Yeah. Well, um I feel like if they have a role, it's going to be a bit part where, like, say, you are attacking the same people that they are, because they also, yeah. like, are trying to take out the cult or something. Yeah, so you there band might be, with like,
1: them for a, bit. a chapter with the Fireflies. Right, like, some
0: camaraderie, but they're not going to be a main point. Yeah,
1: so I'm so torn between, like, they're not- I don't think they're going to reuse a lot of that stuff, because, like, they're not. But also, you can't just- the first game ended on a cliffhanger, and it was one that we were supposed to live with for the rest of all time, but, like... <laughs> then they were like, nah, never nah. mind. So, like, and it's, like, because, like, they were... A, they say they weren't planning the sequel, it's, like, they very easily could just leave it off on that, but, like, they're not gonna do that to us, right? And I think that's a really brilliant way, especially, like, with this, like, one of my biggest fears is that Ellie doesn't seem like a revenge-driven person. She's so plagued by survivor's guilt and... Like, even, like, her little lines where she's like, holy shit, Joel, whenever Joel kills someone, like, that kind of thing. She's not really hardened. She's perfectly capable, but she's not hardened, and she doesn't want to be by the end of the first game. But, like, they're saying this is a revenge story, and it's really shaping up to be, like, a really horrible I'm-going-to-go-kill-every-last-one-of-them thing, which feels out of character. So I'm like, how do we get from point A to point B, Especially with that idea in play where she's just regretting the fact that she's alive.
0: Mm-hmm. And I wonder if maybe it's something where, like, this, whoever she's going after is the override to her compassion Ooh. and, uh, like, resistance to becoming, like, so as violent as the world wants her to. Like, we see that it's like she's, like, kept her morals, she's kept, like, some of her innocence, she's not hardened, except this thing happens, and fuck those people, in particular. They don't deserve the future that they almost had. (laughs) See,
1: and that scares me, because there's only two people I could think of that that would be it, and it's Joel and Dina. Mm Mm-hmm. Which makes me scared. I really... Genuinely, and you know, maybe I'm going to be proven wrong come February, in which case I'm going to be devastated because I love Naughty Dog as a studio, um, but I don't think it's going to be Dina. I think it's too heavily hinted at. I think that they've handled everything about Ellie's sexuality so wonderfully up until this point that they're not going to do something stupid like kill the other gay girl for a revenge story.
0: Right, and the fact that in the first, uh, the trailer for the first one, it seemed like... Um... She had to kill Joel, and obviously she didn't. But so because they are heavily implying that it's Dina that is killed by these people that sends her out for revenge, it's not going to be Dina, which makes me think it's
1: Joel. I don't and even think it's still... going to be Joel. I think I think we're being thrown for a complete loop. Like hmm. something's pieced together on purpose. Well, and here's the thing:
0: we had a trailer that showed a woman we don't know. Like You're not her going... mother,
1: perhaps. We'll right. get to that.
0: You're not. They're not going to make a trailer with a character who's not a main part of the game. Yeah. Like, that's just stupid. Like, you don't just show something like that and just be like, oh, it was just like ambiance world building or something. Like, no, that woman has significance. And so, wh- how else can a woman have significance to Ellie other than her mother or another love interest? But they're <gasps> not giving going to give her two, so it's her
1: mother. I think it's her mother- it also, like, I- we were talking about how, like, that could be, like, a flashback scene, and maybe, like, that's there to set up whatever group and the cult that Ellie's dealing with. Um. What if that's, like, the prologue of the game? Is that scene- Ooh! I could totally see that. Although, Eurogamer's video did say that, like, they had their hands on the prologue, like, the prologue was part of what they played, and that was, like, the slow build with Tommy's camp and stuff. That's Although true. that could be that, like... Or the dance that's is the, the prologue. Yeah, well, and that could be that, like, that whole thing's, like, the intro, like, the beginning of chapter one, but it's not the prologue. Um, mm-hmm. Also, I just had the thought that, like, Tommy's wife, Maria, I think is her name, could be the one that, like, dies or gets killed. Because oh. that's enough of a character I think that people like well enough, especially if she's in a slow buildup of, like, this is Tommy's town. You remember this yeah. character. She Ellie really likes her. And I, that would also make sense why Tommy's the one sending her off. And
0: the only thing though I can think of is that it appears that Tommy comes to her door bearing food. It could so be that. it makes it seem like Ellie's going through more of a loss than him, but that wouldn't make sense for his wife.
1: It it wouldn't except that like Ellie was beaten up. That's so it, and true. like if he knows that Ellie's kind of thinking about going out and getting revenge or like something else or just worried happened. about
0: like her survivor's guilt or something yeah. with that,
1: yeah. And that also, like, she has the line, like, what are you doing here? Like, she could be mad that he's not as outraged. This is probably, like, I don't actually think this is true, I, but it's the kind of loop I think we're going to be thrown for, that it's yes. it's something we're not expecting at all. Right, because if, if nothing else,
0: I feel like this is going to be very unpredictable. Like, it's kind of like the Game of Thrones, how to go with murder effect. If it's predictable enough that you can conceive it, it's not what's going to happen.
1: Yeah, which I, I hate that idea that game developers have to make something so ludicrous or that designer well, writers have to make ludicrous. something ludicrous. Yeah, I, but it's kind of like... When so, it comes to Game of Thrones slash how to get away with murder, it borders on that.
0: Okay, it does sometimes. Um. Yes, later seasons, definitely. Um, <laughs> throwing shade at both right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, good. But um, like I mean it more so as like, it's like the Harry Potter thing where they leave the trail of breadcrumbs but only they can see the breadcrumbs until they point them out to you. Right. Yeah. And so it's like, we're going to go back and watch these trailers and say, like, oh, like, that's why all of that was there. Mm-hmm. I see how they led us astray. I see how they put bits in there yeah. that were important to the game but didn't tell us how. Like, you'll be able to see in retrospect... But it's just that, like, they're giving us the breadcrumbs right now, but we mm-hmm. don't know which clips are the breadcrumbs. Well, yeah,
1: because if we went into this game knowing for a fact that, like, oh, Dino dies and Ellie's going to mm-hmm. go get revenge on her, and that's the premise of the game, like, it would probably still be a decent game. It would be shit because of uh, gay representation. But, like, uh, that wouldn't have the thrill that everyone's looking for. Because the- immediately, because I remember reading a review and people were like, it was a review of someone who was just like really upset that they like misled the in trailers because the entire game through they were waiting for the point where they're gonna have to kill Joel. And it was like that ruined the game for them. Which like, okay, that's on you, buddy, just calm down. Right. Um, like stop
0: focusing so much on like a minute detail of a trailer. <laughs> well I yeah. guess not minute, but like you gotta just realize yeah. that like you, you a trailer- still have to play the game. Like yeah.
1: enjoy the game. Like even if that's what happens. Yeah. But yeah, so... Well, it's like, I just
0: played Red Dead knowing the whole time that Arthur dies.
1: I still enjoyed the <laughs> crap out of that game. Spoiler alert for Red Dead Redemption 2. There's <gasps> that checklist. Have I mentioned SG yet? Nope. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Check. Yeah, I really, I really don't think that's what's gonna happen, mm-hmm. and I think we're gonna be thrown for a loop, and I'm very excited to the, I, I'm excited for the point when I play that and I'm like, oh, thank God, because I'm still a little afraid. Like, yeah. once I play that through and I'm like, oh, that's what happens, so, like, it's probably gonna be something horrible, but I'm gonna be like, at least Dina's still alive. <laughs> um. Or maybe Dina just gets kidnapped and we get her back in the end and we have to decide between her and the fate of the entire world again. again. <laughs> Dina's also immune and she's hiding <laughs> it from us. Okay, so, something else that I
0: kind of want to talk about that we did talk about last night, but, you know, we're gonna rehash it a little bit, yeah. um is that, I don't know how people know this, but somehow people seem to know that Ellie has not told Dina that she's immune and that the tattoo is to cover the bite mark, the fern tattoo on her arm, and that the bite, or that the uh, tattoo was given to her by an ex-girlfriend. Unsure where any of those details come from other than the ones that you can guess from the trailer. Yeah, the
1: tattoo covering her bite mark is like, that was the one of the first things right. shown. It's right
0: there. And then also the fact that she wears a gas mask uh, she when she's around Dina going into the spores. Like, uh, then that must mean that Dina doesn't know. Um, but,
1: why? I I expect them to make a plot point out of it, at least a minor one, but yes. I do think it makes sense because she's kind of told not- like, Joel tells her at some point not to tell anyone about it, and they keep it on the down low, and like- If you think about how Joel reacted to her initially, and how David's group reacts to her, which granted, she spins it so that they will react to her, but, like, people are- Think of the world, and it's, like, infected people turn. So, like, you can logic your way out of it and be like, that bite is really old. But, like, that's something that would definitely turn people against you, or make them, like, outcast you at the very least. If she wants to be a normal kid, and she most definitely does- it makes a lot of sense that, like, she wouldn't even have to be told. She would just be like, gonna keep that sleeve down and Mm -hmm. never talk about it again. Right. Um,
0: The other thing is that I have a theory about how Ellie is immune, which has evolved slightly. Oh, okay. Uh, Since you last heard it. So I think that either her mother was bitten around the time she knew she would give birth to Ellie. um, Because either she was bitten because she was in labor, say she's making a lot of noises, Aunt zombie comes and bites her, or um, they, like, C-section Ellie because her mom was bitten and they think mm. they can still save the baby. Either way, Ellie's mom knew she was going to die and wrote the note to Ellie. Yes. And so, um, her mom was aware that she was going to have a child but not be in the child's life. Mm-hmm. And so Ellie might have gotten her immunity because her mom was dying. Because most people in this world die because of the zombies. My other theory is that her mom conceived Ellie with someone who'd been bitten. and Oh. That, <laughs> um, and that is another way that Ellie would have been able to have immunity. But I, then I don't know what happened to her mom necessarily.
1: I mean, it could just be, like, post-apocalyptic maternity death rates. Right. Um,
0: she wrote the letter in case she died during childbirth, and then she did. Although she
1: seems really certain that she is going to die.
0: Yeah. So I don't know.
1: Um, so I'm just trying to think of, like, someone being like, oh, you have 48 hours to live, gotta go have sex with someone. Like, Well, if she, they turn really quickly.
0: Well, think about if she was with the person who was bitten when they were bitten, so it was like, we don't have much time and they're in love, like, you're
1: not I guess you have sex one last time <laughs> no, and then you're like, peace no, out, have
0: fun turning into a no, zombie. not
1: if they're infected. <laughs> I'm sorry, no. This is not like-
0: You don't take that risk.
1: You don't take that risk. What, what if things get a little too rough and they bite you? Grace. <laughs> I'm
0: Okay, so somebody is bitten. It's not like immediately if they bite you, they're going to infect you. Immediately. No. Like, it's a fast-moving virus because you have 48 hours. I actually
1: don't know how that works because they think that David might be infected when Ellie, or whoever might be infected when Ellie bites him, even though, like, if she's infected, she's only been bitten Mm -hmm. for a little while. Well, here's the thing. No one's been, like... Because it's such a fast incubation period. There's no real way to know.
0: Right. And, yeah, because it incubated so fast, it's not like there was legitimate laboratories set up at any point to study infected people. Yeah. And so nobody has actual knowledge of quite how this spreads. Like, they know it's on the brain because the zombies themselves have shit growing out of their head. And that's like kind of it. And they know they can be infected by spores because people have been infected quite regularly by breathing in yeah. spores. They know, but nobody has reads- experimented in process of elimination enough to know like this bodily fluid can and cannot affect you, and at what point no. during their turning process do they start infecting other people? Like no one I knows. Think no,
1: I think they know that like saliva and blood, because like some of the stuff you can pick up is like medical textbooks, and there's that paper telling you like. What are the different types of, like, evolution of cordyceps? And then it tears off the corner where it tells you about bloaters. So the entire game, you're like, what's the last stage? When's it gonna kill me? Um, but, uh, so there are some, like, they did get to know some of it. Like, w- while the quarantine zones were being set up, I'm guessing.
0: Mm-hmm. But also, but people yeah, they, that are they living don't know. rurally like David's group wouldn't have access to that knowledge. Like, the internet's not up and running still. But, like,
1: the radio, it would have been on, like, radio broadcasts when all this was first happening. And also, how many of them came from quarantine Mm -hmm. zones? Because you get the feeling that, like, lots of people used to live in lots of different places. That's true. People are, yeah, moving a lot.
0: Because the other thing that it makes me think is that, like, people in this world are going to be super overly cautious. Which is part of the reason Ellie's hiding the fact that she's immune. Yeah. And so, it's, like, more so that people are overreacting to anything that involves, like, fighting like basically at all um just because like that is a risky thing in this world that's true yeah
1: i also think that like her not telling dina or anyone is actually a really good way to set up non-serious conflict because if she has, It's an like,
0: argument that they can have that isn't yeah. high, a
1: high-risk situation. Yeah, and, like, even stuff, like, if there's a scene on her, like, looking at her arm, like, like in a certain light, and Dina walks in on her and she's, like, anxious about it. Like, you can have there's those tension. moments. Yeah, you can have tension without it being, like, super high-risk or severe. Mm-hmm. Um, Nuance. Yeah, which is a really good setup if they choose to do that with it. Mm-hmm.
0: Um... Because, yeah, something this game does really well is handle minor conflict and just, like, small pieces of tension and small, like, internal stories. Mm -hmm. Because even just the act of, like, uh, the brothers, what are their names? Henry and
1: Sam. Sam's the little one.
0: Yeah, so with like Henry it. and Sam, we see the interaction of, like, we don't take things we don't need, and he wants the robot, and he has plenty of room in his backpack, but Sam's mm-hmm. told no, so Ellie takes it for him. And granted, that does end up tying into, like, kind of Ellie's compassion and, like, ultimately kind of, like, her survivor's guilt since both of them end up not making it. Yeah. Um, But also, like, just that little story in itself of, like, Sam's told no, but Ellie's like, it doesn't make sense. I want him to have something that makes him happy because he's kind of a broody little kid and I enjoy talking to him and we're having fun. So, like, I'm going to take it for him and give it to him later. Yeah. Like, just even little tense things like witnessing that argument. I don't know. It's just like these little internal stories that don't have to do directly with zombies or gangs. Yeah. And so, for the game to do something that is just, like, this little side conflict of Ellie hasn't told Tina. Mm-hmm. Like, she hasn't let Dina that far into her life. Um, that is going to have... Um, like, that conflict can be a breathing moment for the big conflict. Yeah. You know, like, that's a cutscene they put in when they need to give us a break.
1: Yeah. That can even be, like, used as, like the point where you know they're going to be okay because Mm -hmm. that's what they're arguing about which means they still care about each other each other enough um yeah it's such a a good setup for them to do something like that and even to have like beyond her and Dina have a sort of social politics of all the young people because there's a lot of them in Mm -hmm. that group and how how Ellie fits in because you kind of get the feeling from that Gameplay trailer that she's kind of, she's not an outcast. They're all friendly to her, but she's just kind of shy and a, she's a more step reserved. back from everyone else.
0: Yeah. yeah. What's um, really interesting, too, is that there's that many young people because that kind of means that this group is doing well enough that people are, like, procreating again. Uh, Which to me always has seemed like a sign of, like, comfort in a post-apocalyptic or, like, destroyed world like this. Where, like, if people feel comfortable enough to be like, yeah, let's have a baby and try and make that work in this world. Then, like, they're doing, they've settled into a rhythm within this world. They've accepted things. They're, like, making it work.
1: I mean, to be fair, all those young people are all, like, older teens, young 20s. So, like, this isn't, like... Tommy's group is procreating. We haven't seen that. We've just well, seen like like people Ellie's age who were born for years before they found Tommy's group, probably or to whoever. That's true. I guess yeah. Like maybe in someone someone in Tommy's group does have kids. He does mention there being children in the compound in the first game because he's like kids are gonna wa- fall asleep watching movies tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, but like that could also still be people Ellie's age. Although it's I mean you could take that theory and the fact that like. Ellie exists at all. So someone somewhere was procreating. Yeah. Good
0: for Which of them. course there there are accidents. I'm sure there's not many condoms yeah. available in this world. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like there's such a sense of like peace to the scenes that we see in that society. The
1: Christmas scene. Mm-hmm. That's not a Christmas scene. It's just like it a just small has lights, country but... town with lights and snow and it looks Christmassy. But it's
0: very magical and peaceful and nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love it. And also there's a dog in that scene. And I yeah. swear, if when you are wandering around the compound at the beginning... If you can't pet
1: dogs, I'm gonna be you mad. You can pet the one in this game, because there's a dog in the, at the hydroelectric dam. <gasps> and Tommy's like, oh, he's yeah! useless for guarding, yeah, yeah, but you can yeah. pet him. <gasps> okay, good. They're gonna let you pet the dog. You have to be able to pet dog. Yeah, it's required. Come on. Come on, Naughty. The this, this developer's name is Naughty Dog. Like, you're gonna get to pet the dog. <laughs> sure, <laughs> like, sure. They can't make a game without pet. Do you wanna talk more about uh, her mother and how we think that's. Um, it just looks like her, like the animation and the the mocap and the well, expressions. It's
0: like she's a, like a different body style. She's more like muscular than yeah. Ellie is. Not that Ellie's not Ellie's really she's just wiry. Yeah. she's like, she's like she deadlifts. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the hair is the same color and texture, and facially they're just similar they enough to make you think face of and Ellie. The same kind of yeah.
1: like like furrowed brow. Mm -hmm. Um, and, like, maybe it is just that, because I'm thinking of, like, a particular gift set I've seen, where it's, like, her in the rain, and just kind of, like, breathing after a fight, and it's just that kind of, like, hardened look of, like, holy shit, but also, like, don't fuck with me at the same time. (laughs) Yeah. Um, oh, it's so interesting, and I want, like, that's another one that I feel like it can't possibly be... It because because so many people have guessed that, but also it feels really right. Like right. if that's not it, well, like and who else would look vaguely like Ellie that they
0: put in a trailer? Like it just not make any sense. Have you seen how Ellen Page is like pissed? Yeah,
1: no, she like fucking like She's, absolutely like, super pissed. I don't know if she actually sued them, but like she said, of ripped lost off her likeliness. They did because like <laughs> ooh, they, I, I got so excited I hit my notebook. Um, like this is a redesigned version of Ellie. Like they had a one that looked more like Ellen Page initially and they're like, Okay, guess what we get to look like a legally distinct Ellen Page. A legally distinct. Which I'm like, that was our first clue that Ellie was gay. But <laughs> They were like, we're gonna make this character gay. What should she look like? Mm, Ellen, Ellen Page. Page. <laughs> Which at that point, like, I absolutely adore Ashley Johnson, but, like, get Ellen Page to voice her? <laughs> I like, do look feel like Ellen she Paige, like, like Ashley should Jones.
0: have been flattered. She was like, oh, they want to make this little girl gay? Okay.
1: Yeah. Honestly, at that point, I've been like, oh, okay, please carry on. They want to make little me gay? Okay. But I'm also like, why didn't they make her look anything like Ashley Johnson? Especially since they redid the character, which is way easier to just tweak her rather than completely redesign her. But, like, why doesn't she look
0: like her voice actor? I also just want to, like, take a moment, because, like, I'm still weirded out by the fact that the guy who plays Joel and the girl who plays Ellie look like they're around the same age, but they are playing people (laughs) with, like, a 40-year age gap, and I'm so confused by that. And, like, I get that with like motion capture, you can cast whoever as long as you think they can play the part properly.
1: Yeah, but and they also have to to just catch like Troy Baker, it's Troy Baker. But just like,
0: I find it very confusing mentally. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of reminds me of how like, depending on the movie that you see like, Elizabeth Olsen and Jeremy Renner are either playing, like, a father-daughter dynamic or they're playing love interests. And that, that. like, is so weird to me and it kind of makes me feel the same weird, like, age-is-really-fucked-up feelings.
1: I want to know how old both of them are, so I'm going to look that up. Okay. Because I don't feel like they're actually the same thing. I feel like Troy Baker is older. Okay, so Ashley Johnson was born in 1983. Troy Baker was born in 1976.
0: Oh, okay, so they 13 are...
1: age 13-year di- age different. No, less than that. I'm going the wrong way. Um, less than 10-year, 7-year. Seven 7-year, seven yeah. Yeah, that's weird.
0: <laughs> Glad you agree. Because um, it's just weird that they had a, like, whole adult, a real adult be a 14-year-old for the video game, but also, like, she isn't an R-rated video game, and she had to do, like, stunts and stuff, so, like, you can't really ask that of, like, a kid actor.
1: Yeah. No, I think it worked out.
0: And video game, too, is probably, like, so money, much time that working around the requirements for having a kid on set would make shooting a video game so long. Not to say that the requirements are bad, but just, like... (laughs) Acting in general, I usually just don't trust. It needs to be, like, even more, like, regulated than it is. Um, Because tons of kid actors, actually, what they do is that they, um... They emancipate themselves from their parents, and then that it's like this weird loop legally where they emancipate themselves from their parents and then they somehow get out of having to go to normal school via that or via that. So then they hire a tutor and they get tutored on set for like two hours a day. Mm. And that lets them be on set for a full hour work day, as long as there's a tutor there who's tutoring them. And then they also will do have the tutor come on in between takes. So it's not like for two hours they take a break and go to school the tutor, like, teaches them when there are breaks on yeah. set. So, like, they're learning jack shit.
1: And they're also not ever getting a break. Yep. Um, yeah, no, acting laws are bad. Mm-hmm. But it
0: also lets them, though, like, speed up school so they can graduate at, like, 16 and then just, like, full-ass do acting because they have a, the their high school degree. But, like... It's really bad. You
1: can do that if you go to regular high school...
0: But they emancipate so they can be on set for longer, so they don't have to physically be at school. Mm. Yeah, it's fucked
1: Anyway, no. acting bad, but Ashley like, Johnson is great. <laughs>
0: I'm not totally sure that all mm. those facts are correct, but I listened to a podcast that was a guy who was a child actor talking about it once, and that's what I remember. Damn. They're really, really good at, like, nuanced facial expressions and stuff. They're really, really good, because they communicate so much between just, like, head shakes and shit. Like, it's mm. good. Yep.
1: Or like Ellie's entire scene at the end of The Last of Us and she says one word and from that entire word we get like a sum up of the entire conflict of the last chapter and also her thoughts on it and so many fan theories because like the facial acting and the voice acting, like the mocap and the voice acting are ace.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, I think too that a lot of media has realized the power that they have in ambiguous endings
1: mm-hmm. because if you
0: have an ambiguous ending it keeps people thinking and interacting with the media afterwards
1: that's yeah. how you spawn
0: a fandom and you get fan fiction and edits and theories and headcanons like that is how you get that kind of following is ambiguity
1: it's also it's really good for like You can easily say that's the end of their story, or you can easily be like, we're making a sequel, and everyone's like, yeah, you're making a sequel, you owe us so many answers. Like, you can have it both ways.
0: Right. With a
1: good ambiguous ending. Right. The problem is, like, they're so hard to do without making it just kind of like, well, why did I just sit here for two hours, or 15 hours, or however long?
0: There has to be some amount of closure, and within Mm -hmm. that closure, you have to open another door.
1: Yes. Oh, that's a good way of saying it.
0: <clears throat> In Captain America, the Winter Soldier. <laughs> um, The closure is that Steve gets through to Bucky, and then the new door is that you don't know where Bucky goes afterwards, which spawned the monster that became the Stucky fandom. <laughs> like... There wasn't much of a Stucky fandom prior to the second Cap movie, and then they left it so wide open door that, like, they made a monster. Um, And, like, with The Last of Us, you get the closure of... They found the fireflies. They found out what could be done with Ellie's immunity. Joel made a decision, though, and Joel's decision opens another door. Mm -hmm. You get the closure, though, of, like... Ellie could have saved everybody. They found the fireflies. Like that's the key is when one door closes,
1: another door opens. Honestly, I am kind of concerned that like because I don't think they're ever going to directly and definitely not lingeringly address the ending of the first game. I'm like concerned that that's not going to do them any favors with a lot of people. Like a lot of people are probably going to be demanding answers, and it's like mm-hmm. I I. I also would really love some answers, but I think that also would ruin it. So they're kind of painted themselves into a corner of, like, we can't please everyone with this, which isn't the point of making games anyway, so maybe it's not that big a deal. But, like, also, we can't address it without possibly ruining the first game.
0: Right. I would like to propose a little game... Oh, no. ...where we write down big questions about the second game or like headcanons we've seen and we do a quick
1: fire like yes or no or like do you believe or do you not can i just do my list from my tumblr post yeah you could (laughs) i'm not going to
0: um because i have some like fun questions where it would be like interesting just to like give both of our answers and then discuss why like we're thinking how we are yeah you definitely have more than me, but let's do that's this. Okay. <laughs> um, okay, so the question that I initially thought of that made me think that, like, this would be fun to do, um, is, are Ellie and Joel estranged at the beginning of this game?
1: Well, that's just the whopper, isn't it? Let's start with, uh, <laughs> no one knows. I don't think they are. Really? I don't see, I mean, obviously I don't see why they would be, but years have passed in between. Um... Wait, hold on. Do you mean estranged as in, like, he is physically gone? Um, because I could see them being... Like,
0: their relationship is bad and they're not talking. Let's go with that definition. Because that's what I'm kind of imagining. It's like, they haven't been talking, which is why in the trailer we see maybe that, like, he comes and finds her and has to, like, put out the olive branch or something.
1: I think they're physically in the same space, because I don't see why they wouldn't be, because I don't think Joel would leave her willingly. Mm-hmm. Um, I can see them being distant, but I don't see them being so distant that, like, they haven't talked in a significant amount of time. I okay. can see it being, like, she talks way more to her friends, obviously, she's tired of him being overbearing, we kind of get that with the whole, like, if he's the old man they're talking about in the dance scene. Um, and I, we're kind of led to believe that she's talking more to Tommy, but the reason is that, like, it's been years, so they either have to introduce a new, a new conflict right off the bat that's, like, led them to be estranged, or we have to believe that for years they have not hashed this out to the point that they're still not talking to each other. Your thoughts?
0: I don't think they would do this at all, but I just want to, like, say it. Yeah. New conflict, I'm doing air quotes. New conflict. Uh, as to why they're not talking, he finds out Ellie's gay. Ooh, they wouldn't do it.
1: No, I don't think he would be. Cause they would never give
0: unsupportive. Right, they would never. I feel like make Joel unsupportive of something that Ellie is doing in that sort of way. Especially, they'd he- make him unsupportive of like, don't go do that reckless thing, but not yeah. like, who you love.
1: Yeah. Um, especially because like, I guess it's never actually confirmed, but it's heavily implied and widely believed that Bill is gay. Mm-hmm. And the reason you find that is because Joel finds that, so he would know that, and still like, and if he knew Bill previously, would probably know that about him. Mm-hmm. So like, we're not exactly led to believe that he like accepts Bill wholeheartedly, but like, led we're not led he's to not believe homophobic that he's homophobic enough yeah. to with Bill. Yeah. Um, which, like, you're desperate, so you know. But I I also think it's kind of cheap to do homophobia as a conflict in a post-apocalyptic world. Right, like,
0: of all the problems you have, it's not the gays.
1: Yeah. Or, (laughs) what is it I wrote on that that post that was, like, uh, is Ellie out to Joel? Joel, I'm gay. Joel, that's nice, Ellie, now jump on the (laughs) pallet. Like... (laughs) That's what it's gonna be. Um, I feel like,
0: too, that's all of the, like, big moments she has with him, where she's like, this is a big deal, and he's
1: like, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. He rubs the back of his neck awkwardly and does a Pretty little bit of a draw. much. <laughs> um, that's a good question, though. Because, uh, like, I've thought about it a lot, because they do really
0: make it seem like they're not talking, but I think it's more so that she goes off on her mission alone initially.
1: Yeah. Yeah, well, and I kind of get the feeling that, like, she sneaks out, almost, because Tommy, I feel like, is convincing her not to go, and that's why they have a little mini argument in her house, or whatever. Mm Um, yeah. Also, on the, um, like, her being gay note, I am so excited to see how they handle that in general in the game, provided that they don't kill Dina, or anyone else just for being gay. Um, because, like, it's, it's not in the main game, in the first one, but it's all over the DLC, mm-hmm. and it's like, we haven't had a chance to see her interacting with people who don't know yet. Amy is pulling something up, I'm excited. Um, but, w- yeah, we don't know how she outs herself to people, we don't know if she even has the language to do that, or even if she realizes that it's unnatural at all. Like... It's not unnatural. But even if she realizes that, it was once stigmatized at all.
0: Okay, well, what I was going to bring up is that, um, the, the the main creator of The Last of Us, the, ma- the main dude who, like, makes the, like, does the interviews and shit.
1: I don't know. This. Shoot.
0: Um, but the creator of The Last of Us had a quote that was something along the lines of, um we never didn't consider including the fact that Ellie is gay in the second game. Cause that's a core part of who she is. And of course we're going to let her explore that and show it on screen because that's just being true to the character.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and that quote was what gives me a lot of faith that they are doing her character justice in this. They're not yeah. going to kill Dina. They're not going to put homophobia in, um, unless it's like to villainize a character.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I think they're going to do right by Ellie in this because of that quote, because he seems to have such a good understanding of, like, what
1: gay representation mm-hmm. is and should be in this day and age. It would also be so, like, embarrassingly basic to, like, feed into the barrier gays trope. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, we're not past that, unfortunately, but... Like, if someone was going to be past it, it seems like it could be them. Yeah, someone with this level of storytelling in so many other fields... But like, do that would be, like, a horrible faux pas or something. It would just kind of be, like, like, it would be really extremely upsetting, but it would also just kind of be, like, really? Like,
0: yeah, because I can't think of any, like, major tropes that they fall into in the first game. Like, obviously, they're way more creative than that, and so for them to fall back on a trope uh, that is so heavily, like, hated now,
1: mm-hmm.
0: like, there's just no way. There's no way.
1: They're better than that. Wait, what was um your first one? Um, I'm skipping that one because it was uh no, I'll say it. My first one was literally just can Ellie swim? <laughs> Do you think she'll be able to swim?
0: I feel like she has to. Someone will have taught her. If nothing else, after like the majority of the mayhem is over and they're in a safe place, Joel would be like, all right, so you're going to learn how to swim today.
1: Yeah, she desperately wants to in the first game. She's like, oh, another fucking pallet. Right, like Uh, she knows
0: that she should be able to. She wants to. He would be like, you need to know this as a life skill. Especially
1: if they're going back to Tommy's place, which is near a hydroelectric dam. Like, how many trips to the river does she make? Yeah. yeah.
0: No, I definitely feel like uh, that would be the first thing Joel would do after they are safe Mm-mm. and they have had, like, a bath or something, and then first he'd First thing like, is teach
1: her how to play guitar.
0: Okay, she teaches her play how to play guitar, and then he's like, now we're gonna do outdoorsy stuff. Come <laughs> to the creek. Learn how to swim. <laughs> and she's Summer like... Summer camp with Joel. <laughs> basically. Learn how to play guitar. Play some songs around a fire. Now we go swimming in the morning.
1: <laughs> also, let's ride a horse. All the ways to woo a woman. <laughs>
0: Well, like what's so funny is that like Tommy
1: lives in like eternal summer camp. (laughs) He doesn't. He's like leading a family that's fighting for their lives. No, right. But like also in a very funny way, you could be like summer camp. Yeah, it's summer camp, bitch. It's summer camp. To quote Childish Gambino, it's summer camp, bitch. What's your next question? (laughs) Um, does Joel die? Oh, that was one of mine! <laughs>
0: it's a big open-ended one.
1: Um. Okay, I'm gonna okay, check it... on what mine was, was does Joel die slash is he dead?
0: Okay. Um, as much as I kind of like the theory that she's seeing, like, a vision of Joel that she's using as a way to reason with herself. I think that's, like, a really cool idea, but I don't think they're going to do it. It's
1: not. It'd be kind of hard to do in a game. Like, you would have to make that the main mechanic mechanic, mechanic of the game. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't, like you said, it doesn't feel like Naughty Dog style.
0: And you can't do it for a sequel because you would have had to establish that in the first game. Yeah. Otherwise, it's too big of a change to that put in the
1: second. That is a game-defining mechanic. It's such a huge
0: aesthetic and mechanical change that, like, no way. Mm-hmm. Um, but does Joel die?
1: Takes a drink, thinks about it for a second.
0: Oh, I can't say like a hard yes, but I can't say a hard no. And my yeah. my my yes is stronger than my no, if that makes sense. Like I wouldn't be surprised, but I'm not going to say that I'm
1: like oh yeah definitely. I would agree with that. I think. Yeah. I I guess it really depends. I'm I'm really curious to find out. What Naughty Dog wants to do with this as a series, mm-hmm. like, are they going to keep? Like, is this the actual end of Joel and Ellie's story? Is this the end of this world? Are they gonna like do a sort of collection of different people's stories throughout? Um, like, and, and like, even like, based on the this game and the se- uh, the first game and the, this coming game, is like. Are they going to be one long story? Are they going to be very separate and distinct chapters, making it a part two rather than like a sequel? Like, uh, I, I really don't know. I, I, yeah, I don't know. That's that's one that I absolutely like. Like with most of this, like as much as I theorize and stuff, I cannot fathom what they're going to do. Mm-hmm.
0: And I know they said that like the first game was supposed to be the end of Joel and Ellie's story, which is kind of why like you have brought up multiple times the idea of like the story of other people in this universe. Mm-hmm. But I feel like uh, series that do that, where they keep changing the protagonist, are often series that started much younger, um, like console-wise. Like they started at an earlier generation, yeah. And so it was back when we didn't get fleshed out characters as our protagonists because they were doing that whole idea of like project onto the uh, character. Because even if they were named, they didn't have much of a personality a lot of times.
1: I'm going to counter that with Assassin's Creed.
0: But however, Assassin's Creed, I feel like skipped around between different protagonists until they stuck with Ezio for a certain number of games, but then they even switched away from Ezio after a bit. So it's kind of like, so okay, where I was going with this is that a lot of games that eventually that like switched around, switched around, then stuck on a character for like a couple games or like returned to a character for a game. Cause I think Fallout's done that, hasn't it? Where it skips around but they no have idea. repeated. I think they've repeated protagonists. They've repeated though, NPCs, too. I think. Okay. Um and so like it makes me think that just because Joel and Ellie were so well established and so well loved in this game and had such fleshed out personalities, that to change away from them would just be, like, you they wouldn't retain people across games then. You know? Like, they would lose people. People wouldn't pick up the first game that's not about Ellie and Joel.
1: But well, If it was something like Red Dead along the lines of, like, here's a brand new protagonist, but it's set in a world you know with some people you know? That's true. Because, like, in a way, Ellie... I mean, she's not a brand new protagonist, but we didn't play as her last time, and she wasn't really the protagonist last time. Mm -hmm. Um, So, like, that kind of thing. Or I'm also thinking of, like, Life is Strange, where season two of Life is Strange has nothing to do with the characters in season one. There's one tiny nod to it. Tiny. It's, like, huge. But, like, it is a very included small moment that's a nod to it. And other than that, they were like, Here's the mechanics, here's the storytelling that we know you like. It's with different characters, don't expect to see the old characters. And it's been a success. Mm -hmm. And, like, that is a much newer series. Although, I don't know when the first game came out. But, like, I would say that it's possible. And when you're focusing that much on character development and story, it's extremely possible. They open themselves to the
0: side characters being
1: fleshed out enough to be a protagonist eventually. Mm -hmm. Like, I could see a prequel with, like, Bill and his partner. Or, like, Tess and Joel before uh, the events of this Mm -hmm. game. Or Tommy and Joel before the events of this game. Do they ever say
0: if Tommy ran in the gang with Joel or not?
1: They don't. They just say that Joel is of the mindset that he kept them alive all these years, and Tommy is like, whatever they fell out over, Tommy doesn't feel like that's enough to justify it.
0: I wonder... Is Tommy younger?
1: Yes. Okay, so I wonder if...
0: Um, it's kind of like Joel got them into the gang, but because he believed it was the only way for them to survive, and then as Tommy grew up, he was like, this is wrong. Because he lives in I such a like, peaceful-feeling group. Um, and so... Tommy leaving Joel is probably what got him out, because it made him, like, see clearly. So then playing as Tommy in the gang would be really interesting. That'd be really good. That'd be a good DLC, also. Yeah. This is also just me going back to the idea I've said multiple times over the last couple weeks that I want a DLC that is Joel in the gang. Like... I just want that game. I well, want to see how don't. he became that person.
1: They they very much, like, they gave you all the proof in the world that, like, he was in a game. He became this really rough person and, like, can do all this really shit torture stuff. Um, but he they don't talk about it. Like, that mm-hmm. is enough for them. And it is enough. They totally, yeah. It's they really gave us enough to
0: suspend disbelief, but not enough to, like, get rid of my curiosity. <laughs>
1: Okay, next question. Uh, I have one that goes along with the does Joel die, and it's uh, does Ellie die? Oh, I don't think Ellie dies. There's no way. Hear me out, though. If they do rehash the find a cure, find an infection thing, if Ellie, at the point that we know her, if Ellie finds out that she can go back and sacrifice herself in some way to find the cure, she 100% would.
0: But here's the thing. I think she, like, deep down already knows that. And as a 14-year-old, she's not going to be like, fuck you, Joel, and, like, run back to
1: Utah. Well, no. But. But, like, if sometime in the course of these events, she finds out. Like, if she's dealing. Like, she finds a group with the capabilities yeah. to make events. and if see? she's dealing with so much survivor's guilt and goes on a murderous rampage, and suddenly she's presented with the opportunity to, one, Save everybody. It, and, and, two, save everyone. Yep. She's taking that. Fuck, you're right.
0: But I just don't see how they could kill Ellie. And they're not... She's not killing... It's not you killing... You played a rock star game, right? You played Red Dead
1: Redemption, right? Yes, I did.
0: Um, Like, <laughs> but just because, like, we've watched her grow up, and she wasn't, like, a little, little kid, but, like, she was young enough that we feel so protective over her that it gives her plot armor, basically. <laughs> like, you can't... And, like, I could see if she's sacrificing herself,
1: maybe, but I don't want to believe it. But that's... That's the thing. Like, we've grown... Like, we've seen her grown up so much that, like, they know that would be a brutal hit. But also... But they can't it, do that to me. <laughs> it, it's like, it, it's like, they have a really good... I'm not saying I think they'll do it. I will also be very upset if they do. Okay. Um, but they have a good setup of, like, it's gonna hit really, really hard and really make their, like, it's gonna make us feel things. And also, they've set it up where, like, going into this... Immediately, as soon as I said that to you, you agreed that she would do that. Like, that is the character she is, and players <sighs> know that. Like, it, it's brutal enough that it's gonna hurt, but it's not completely unrealistic that it's gonna be like, oh, they just did that for shock value.
0: They do, like, a reverse barrier gay. It's not her love interest. It's her leaving her love interest. <laughs>
1: Just for context, Amy covered her mouth as soon as she said that. Amy's upset with herself. Um. It would be a lot. It would be a lot.
0: A more lighthearted question.
1: (laughs) Did I make you cry?
0: Um, no, I just got an eyelash in eye a little bit. good. Um. Do you think that they will chapter this using seasons again? Like, they'll use the same Uh, format?
1: I was gonna kind of ask that, uh, I have one that ties into that. Um. I think they're going to do something like that, where they do the fade to black impact font. Um, I don't know if it's necessarily going to be seasons. It could be months. Mm -hmm. Um, But we do see her in different seasons. It's winter when they start. We've seen her in warmer weather. That gameplay where she's on the roof looks like spring or summer. Yeah. Yeah. So they very likely
0: could do that. Mm -hmm. Um, What do you think? Because she's going on a, like, revenge mission, that makes it seem like there's a a large amount of time involved, especially because we do see, like, some biome and seasonal changes. And so doing Seasons again, like, Seasons hits home the idea of, like, the passage of time really heavily, because there's so much change across the seasons, um... Because the only one we see that's, like, a smooth transition of, like, hinting at the next season to come is that it's snowing when Joel falls off the horse at the end of uh, mm. fall. Yep. And that's the only one where, like, we get a hint of the next season in the cutscene before we get hit with the black. Um, and so, like, doing that allows them to jump time, jump through the boring part of the journey, and then, but also still communicates to us just how much time has passed.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. And so I think it would be a very smart mechanic that if this is a long journey that Ellie goes on on her, like, revenge escapade, that they do seasons again. It would make sense from a, like, storytelling perspective.
1: It really would. It's a really good idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, it's not... I, I think that's a good enough detail that, like, brands them as a game and isn't just reusing the theme. Uh, my question was gonna be, like, how long do you think story story's gonna take place over, and, like, how far do we go? Because we know that the Eurogamer video mentioned Seattle, right? So, like, Wyoming to Washington, at least. Which yeah. isn't nearly as far as as the first game went,
0: but... Mm-hmm. They went almost coast to coast.
1: Yeah. I feel like it could be that she goes to Seattle and then goes south, so she goes through California or something? Yeah. Because that's also the parts of... the country we haven't seen is like north and the west coast Mm -hmm. and i guess no we've seen texas technically in the prologue so we've seen South.
0: yeah so it feels like um odds are she is going to go a decent distance um it just fits with what happened in the first game that like i would expect it um, If they don't do it, it's like I'm going to be upset or something, but yeah. it just would make sense.
1: It's a really, yeah, it's just a really good way to pace your story. Mm-hmm.
0: And also that would, um, if she goes a very long distance to get this revenge, um, that would like make it more intense as well, where like she's willing to travel all of that time, put all of that energy into mm-hmm. it, you know, like it just shows the futility more.
1: And that, like, Joel follows her for that distance, if that is in fact what happens. His protective
0: dad skills are very intense.
1: That also makes me think that there's going to be something before she leaves that kind of just hints at her being unhappy there, whether that's, like, something with Joel or just, like, she's feeling restless because she didn't like being in the Boston quarantine zone. Like, Mm -hmm. you you see in the DLC that she wanted to get out of there. In the scene that starts with the barn dance, um,
0: partially I think they have her like off to the side and being quieter because she is a, as far as like introvert versus extrovert roles in social situations, I think she's an introvert. Oh yeah. And so that makes sense. But also like, what if that scene is something that takes place after like something makes her unhappy there?
1: Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: So it's, like, she loves Dina, but, like, she's unhappy with, like, other aspects of her life in Jackson. Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of spurs her to, like, not stick around and instead go
1: and get her revenge. It could also just be plain and simple, like, more of her survivor's guilt. Like, if she feels bad for still existing and for all the things that she's done then staying in one place and living a peaceful life is going to be brutal on her. And if she's always like, I should just leave again, then she only needs an excuse. And then the whole journey can be like, are you really seeking revenge or are you just trying to live with yourself?
0: Mm-hmm. Like The other thing, which might be kind of obvious, but my brain only just put this together, is that if the cult killed her mother and that's why she's seeking revenge, that would hit her with a whole other like, wave of survivor's guilt because, like, if, her, if she finds out that, like, her mother, like, died for her or, um, like, died in saving her or something along those lines that involves the cult at all, like, she's gonna go after them. And almost as a, like, exercise to get out all of her feelings about that. Because it's just oh, yeah. one more person that she feels that she owes. Yeah. And that she, like, took the life of to have her own sort of feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially
1: if she, like, brushes up against the cult and makes it out. And then realizes, like, that's the same one that killed her mom or something like that. She's gonna be like, well, I survived. Why did I survive? Mm-hmm. Must be for a reason. Better go kill them all, just in case. <laughs> Just in case. (laughs) The right way to view a cult. (laughs) Kill
0: them all just in case. (laughs) That's sad. Sometimes there's children in cults. Don't kill the children in cults. They don't know what they're doing. Um. This is a PSA. Play life is strange. Will you? Okay. Okay. Um. Okay, so we've kind of talked about Ellie's immunity in this game and how she hasn't holed Dina, but do you think that Ellie's immunity is going to be a main conflict or, like, inciting incident of this game?
1: Okay, I think it goes along with the whole thing where, like, they're not going to bring up the Fireflies again, they're not going to bring up her immunity again. I think Mm -hmm. if they talk about it, and they probably will, I don't see how they can avoid it completely, Right. but it's never going to be a direct problem, and I kind of feel like having the tattoo being so prominent in the initial trailer for this is kind of, like, that felt to me, having never seen the first game at the time, (laughs) um, but uh, re-watching it, that feels to me like their way of saying, that's done. Like, they've covered that up, they've found a way for Ellie to physically live her life with it, without it being anything out of the normal, Mm -hmm. and so, like, that's the tone that the game is going to take. I really don't think it's going to be unless they do that thing where Ellie's like, "Wait, I'm a mirror and guess I better sacrifice myself at the end of this."
0: Yeah, <laughs> oh, god. Oh my, it would be really, really cool to see a scene where, like, Dina's in danger, and Ellie is like, no, you run, I'm gonna take on the horde. Ellie gets bit in front of her? Yeah, and, like, Dina has no clue that Ellie is immune, so she thinks Ellie is straight up sacrificing herself for her, and then Ellie survives, and she's like, what the fuck, but you got bit. And she's like, so, I gotta tell you something. Oh, that would be so good. Mm, Because, like, the intensity of, like, Dina worrying about Ellie, but us knowing that she's going to be okay, but also still could get ripped to shreds if she's, like, bit multiple times and, like, stuff, and she got, like,
1: caught by the zombies. That's a good mechanic that they haven't played with yet, too. Because I remember, like, playing as Ellie is such a different feeling than playing as Joel, because, like, you know that she can't get turned, so it's like, if a runner's coming out at you, it's fine. Like, a runner can bite you, and you're probably going to live, like, that Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Um... So, like, it, like, that makes her gameplay so much different, and it'd be really cool to see that, like, let the game let you get bitten.
0: Yes. That'd be really cool. And that would definitely be one of those scenes where, like, you are interacting with the cutscenes a bunch. Mm-hmm. It'd be real good. Let us write video games,
1: you cowards. <laughs> I just thought of another question, Um, but I'm not going to ask this one yet. Uh, what I was going to ask is, uh, do you think you will get to play as any other people? Like you do in this game, you play both Joel and Ellie.
0: My last question was, do you play as Joel at all? Oh. <laughs> if Joel is with her for any length of her revenge mission, yes. Mm-hmm. If he is not following along, like you playing as Ellie, how Ellie follows Joel in the first one, like as your little tag-along like AI... Um, then no. But if he's there for a significant part and straight up journeying with you, yes. Okay. At some point, like, he'll go off on his own and have to, like, do something or, um, like, he sneaks away in the night to, like, do something because, like, he doesn't want Ellie to have to do it. Like, something like that when you will play as him.
1: Oh, that's a good some idea. Some
0: little, like, Joel-only mission.
1: Yeah. It's really interesting because, like, I... Again, I can't see them- I don't know how they're gonna do anything but have them traveling together for a while, but I can't see them doing that, because, like, that just straight-up reversal is so interesting. Like, I can't imagine playing as Ellie with Joel there. Yeah, it's so simple, but it's, like, so wrong. (laughs) Yeah. Um... Which, like, maybe they do that, and then I go back and replay the first one, and I'm like, wait a second, why is Ellie the one tagging along? (laughs) This is like when you
0: hit the epilogue in Red Dead, and you're like, but, but, but I'm not John. Yeah. And even people who, I feel like, who played the first game first, unlike me, would still be like, but, 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 I'm, I'm Arthur, I'm not
1: John. Yeah. You know? You're just like, oh, yeah. This is wrong. Um. something I was gonna... Oh, I think that if they do DLC, which, like, in this day and age, they're gonna do DLC that's going to be Joel, if it fits with the storyline. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, the you'll play least, as Joel for yeah. the DLC, yeah.
0: Especially if you don't get to play him in the main game, then the yeah. DLC, like,
1: definitely will be him. Um, but is there, like, anyone... Like, do you think that, like... Even if it's not Joel, do you think they're going to switch players... <sighs> Play your character at all.
0: Depending on how present Dina is for the story. Like, if she is the AI character following you, maybe her. But something tells me she isn't in the story all along. Not in the same way that Ellie and Joel were both in the story for the right, first game. Yeah. Dina's not gonna be in the story that much, I don't think.
1: It would get kind of crowded, too, because I feel mm-hmm. like a lot of this game kind of relies on solitude sort of Mm -hmm. um and having dina and joel and whoever you come across there would be a lot
0: well and here's the other thing too is that the first game does such a great job of giving us a like heartbreaking story that isn't romantic Mm -hmm. so for them to then go and have a big scary journey be based in romantic emotion almost undercuts their own storytelling abilities. Yes. Because pulling off platonic relationships that hit as hard as romantic stories hit people is a feat. Mm -hmm. And so for them to have accomplished that feat and then almost do like a cop-out of basing all of the risk and heartbreak of their second game on romantic love is like taking a step back and down.
1: Yeah, I completely agree with that.
0: More good platonic relationships, 2K20. Um, Do you have any more? Uh, My last one was, uh, do Ellie and Joel consider themselves, like, a true father and daughter in this game, do you think? (laughs) Like, aka, when the one guy says, you're old man, does he mean Joel? Like, is it to the extent that everybody else is just like, yeah, they're father-daughter? Not like they, they, like, believe it or something, but
1: just, like... I can see them kind of just believing it, like, that's how they're introduced, but... Maybe.
0: Because, too, that would be a really good cover for Ellie, because how do you explain we're not father-daughter without going into how they met? They'd have to have, like, a completely made-up story as to how they met then,
1: which would be difficult. I feel like that would be kind of more accepted in this world, like, two travelers on the road or whatever,
0: but... Right, like, she was traveling alone, he was traveling alone safety in numbers, especially yeah. for, like, a 14-year-old girl. Mm-hmm. So, like, they stuck together. And I feel like people would just, like, think that without them ever having to say it. Um, but also the idea that, like, they just show up in Jackson and are like, yeah, we're father and daughter, and everyone's just like, okay. It's,
1: like, cute. It's very cute. Um, yeah, because they never say that... Like, they never call each other that. Which, the only time the first game ever addresses directly... The whole father-daughter issue theme is when Joel flat out says, I'm not your dad, and or you're not my daughter, and I, you're, I'm sure as hell, not your dad. Mm-hmm. Um, like, that's the only time they ever directly address it. So it makes sense that, like, they don't say it in the end. But, like, at the point of the end where, other than Joel calling her by the nickname he called his own daughter, we don't get confirmation. And we never get right. confirmation that she feels the same way. Right. At all. Ever. Like, also, we know she cares about him
0: really quickly I just want to address the like way that you like missaid the quote at first because like think about the weight that that switch carries Mm -hmm. like you have to put the and I'm sure as hell not your father second otherwise it's like a blow to Ellie but instead it's like a self-deprecating blow of Joel back on himself like dialogue the dialogue in this game is really good that's really good I'm having, like, a writing moment about, like, holy fuck, this game is good.
1: (laughs) It's so good.
0: Oh, dialogue matters so much, and it's so hard to write.
1: Um. Okay, I have one more. Okay. Do you think we're gonna see other immune people? Here's the thing.
0: To me, it's not unbelievable that if one person's immune, there would be more. And it would be a really, really good... Like, it'd be a good uh, thing for Ellie to be aware of, because I think it would relieve a lot of her survivor's guilt, especially if oh, yeah. we're riding on the assumption that she knows Joel is lying. Um, so it would be incredibly helpful to her. I think it would be an incredibly powerful scene for us to watch her learn that. However, if we are right about thinking that her immunity doesn't play a key role in the plot of this game like it did in the first... Then I feel like those two ideas are counterintuitive right. to being included. Um, if we're gonna say that her immunity isn't gonna play a key role, then her learning there's other immune people can't be the case. If that be, yeah, that would just wouldn't happen. So it's like, do I feel more strongly that her seeing other immune people is a stronger scene than I feel that they shouldn't include plot revolving around her immunity? I don't know.
1: Yeah, it's like, it's such a huge deal and such an interesting idea that I don't see how they're not going to address it at all. I don't see how yeah, it's not going to be. they wouldn't be,
0: ignore it. Yeah,
1: but I also don't see how, like, I feel like they wouldn't rehash it. Mm-hmm. And there's not a lot to do other than, like, we can find a cure, but Ellie is not going to provide that cure because of whatever reasons. Mm-hmm. Like, that is the end of that conflict. I don't know how they're going to bring it back up, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah. And that would be a way to do it, is with other immune people. Maybe immune people are being killed by the cult. That would... I think that would be enough for
0: her to cry out. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Okay, that makes so much sense, because if they view the infected as demons that are, like, coming after all of them, then the people who are immune, like, like, what if they believe that they need to, like, bring down the people who are immune, Mm -hmm. and they also need to be susceptible to the demons, and the only way you can do that is if the demons are able to, like, consume them for energy if they can't turn them. Yes. So it's like, if we can all be turned, then you guys at least have to be able to be eaten. Mm-hmm. Or that, like, because they view the demons as like the thing that's there to punish society. If you think that you're so great that you can't be turned into one of them, then like you are wrong and must be punished yourself.
1: Some like twisted. There's a lot logic of logic with that. There's a lot of ways that that yeah that that there could be yes yeah, some could like be reasoned out. I also least. feel like that is something that would have Ellie that desperate in the trailer where we hear her screaming and, like, crying out, knowing that someone else is immune and just got killed. Like, knowing that there is multiple hopes for humanity out there and And they're all just killing them. Yeah. And, like, she has no sense of self-preservation, so of course she would go after them.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, and, too, if she's going to run into the Fireflies at all, that would make sense, then, because if they're aware that there are immune people out there and they lost one that they almost, like, could have made a vaccine with, they'd be on the lookout for more immune people, and that's how she could cross paths with the Fireflies yeah. again.
1: Well, and you know the Fireflies would not, like, deal with this cult well at all. Like, no matter what, the Fireflies are going to hate this cult. Yes. Um, whether that's, like, out of a moral morality thing or out of, like, we have to be the big, like, group to join kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I really don't know. They're kind of morally ambiguous, these Fireflies. They sure are. <laughs> As is everyone else, including Ellie now. It's
0: so weird to me that the Fireflies would just, like, recruit a 14-year-old girl and be like, we're gonna make
1: you go to a different city. Like, Marlene, what the fuck are you doing? Um, I think it is part of, like, she can't- that kind of made sense for a rally situation because she used to go to the military academy and she obviously can't go back there. Mm -hmm. And, like, if she gets caught on the streets by the military, like, it's not gonna end well. So it could just be, like, a- a way of protecting her is to get her out of the city. It also, like, I kind of always got the feeling that Marlene was trying to keep them separated to mm, keep them yes. both safe, but especially mm-hmm. to keep Ellie safe. Yeah. Um, oh, that was another one of my questions. Do you think we'll, like, I, we're both kind of the idea that, like, Ellie's mom is gonna play at least a little bit of a role somehow. Yeah. Do you think we're gonna find out more about Marlene and Ellie's mom? Because I low-key ship them. <laughs> they knew each other. Um... Marlene obviously knows how Ellie's mom died.
0: Right. It feels to me like if we're going to get flashbacks of Ellie's mom, then Marlene is going to be a part of those
1: somehow. Go to IMDb. Let's see if the voice actress is listed.
0: (laughs) No. Marlene's voice actress is not listed. Hmm. I'm just looking at the other names now, and I'm like, ooh, Seth. Jesse. Good names.
1: (laughs) Live. There's Emily.
0: Yeah, there's an Emily now who's
1: also voiced by an Emily. Nice. Um
0: Ellie, Joel, and Dina are
1: the only ones we know. I wanna know who Laura Bailey is voicing. Oh the scene.
0: Jesse is the Asian guy in the barn dance scene.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Um, I just know that from how many times I've seen his name in Tumblr posts for whatever reason. I don't know how people found out that's his name, but Amy learns things from Tumblr posts that she doesn't know how they found out, but accepts it as fact.
1: Yeah, (laughs) safe. Honestly. Well, and on that note, is that time to go? It's time to go. Oh, man. Okay. Well, we have a couple things to plug first. (laughs) Always have a couple things to plug. So you can follow us, our podcast, our friends, literally anyone you want on (laughs) Twitter. Uh, You can follow me at Grace underscore Jessica, and that is Jessica with two A's. And Amy's Twitter is at hey it's underscore Amy J. That's
0: A M Y J A Y.
1: You can also follow our podcast itself at B F A F Pod. That is a new handle, so for all you rabid fans out there, pay attention. However, if you were following us before, we did just change the same account, so you are still following us. Yeah, I guess you don't have to pay attention that much. And we didn't change the email, but no one emails us, so that's fine. So if you're going to email us, it's Yes, good at Gmail. It, <laughs> that it is. For now. <laughs> if it's not June, don't pay attention to that. This is <laughs> ominous now. <laughs> and on that note, stay safe out there, everyone. Social distance, wear a mask in public, don't be a dick. Black Lives Matter. And happy Pride! Happy Pride!